Happy Friday, friends! You still have time to enter the raffle to win Jasmine Frank's new book, In the Waiting. It is super easy to enter. All you have to do is send me an email. Send it to Vanessa at bodysoulandmind.info and all you have to write is, I'm listening. Okay? So if you do that and let me know that you are listening to this podcast, then I will enter you in the raffle to win this new book. It is a phenomenal book. I adore it. It is one of the best devotional books I've ever done in my whole life, honestly. So if you would like to win a copy of that, or if you just want to help me out and let me know who you are, I would be so grateful because I really want to know who my listeners are so I can connect with you even better. Welcome friends to a brand new season of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast. It's fall, my favorite, and I have an amazing lineup of guests for you. I'm confident that these beautiful souls will bless your life like they have mine. I have 11 incredible episodes to share with you, plus a few extra that weren't originally on my lineup, and I know you will love them. I'm so blessed that God brought each and every one of these authentic people to my podcast and into my life. Let's dive in. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Jamie Kirshner. She is a wife, mother, Christian life coach for teen girls, and works a side business with her husband. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you definitely have a lot going on. Uh, And it makes perfect sense why you'd struggle with trying to get it all done and fighting that fear that comes along when you feel like you've missed something. I know that feeling all too well, so you're not alone. Uh, But in the times where you feel you've dropped the ball, so to speak, what do you do to pick up and keep going? Such a good question. Um, So the first thing I have to do is sometimes I have to ask for forgiveness. (laughs) And so sometimes it's to my kids, sometimes it's to my husband, um, because I maybe didn't manage my time well or didn't do something correctly. And when I drop the ball, you know, that's the first thing I need to do is make sure I get it right with them first. Um, but then I also have to remind myself that I am forgiven and I'm not perfect. And, uh, God can still use me just the way I am. Yes. <laughs> I just got to make sure that I manage my time and my space wisely. Cause I also homeschool my kids. And so there's a lot that we have going on. And so it's just making sure that I am doing what it is that I'm called to do and doing it with the excellence um, that I have within me. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I really like what you said about, you know, apologizing if need be. Uh, I mean, and then, but you balanced it, you know, with the realization that, you know, I'm not perfect and God can still use me just as I am. I think that those two things are a really key in this quote unquote balance, you know, that we, they hope to have. I don't know if you heard my other episode about like, does balance even exist? So I won't go into that, but you guys can listen to that if you haven't yet. 
but um i i try to do the same in modeling humbleness and just saying you know what guys i'm so sorry like i'm so sorry about snapping or you know being late for this i thought i would be on time you know things like that and and i i do that with my kids especially because i i do want them to learn the importance of you know what we're going to make mistakes in life and this is how you deal with them you need to ask for forgiveness you need to be humble and uh and then realize that you are forgiven and even if let's say the person you're apologizing to doesn't necessarily forgive you on the God scale, right? You are forgiven. And so you've done your part and you get to move on. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you've shared with me that your faith is most important to you and then your marriage, family, and ministry in that order. So can you talk a little bit about why your faith gets first priority? Absolutely. So I honestly wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my faith, because um, I did not grow up in a situation that um, really statistically would put me in a place of success or even being a leader among people, because um, I grew up in a home that was very abusive. There's a lot of drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. and really should have been uh, one of the kids that was placed in like foster care. I should not have grown up in the home that I was in. And um, it was just a terrible life. And my senior year of high school is when I I found um, Jesus and I gave my life to him and it changed my life completely mm. because I, I, I have four brothers and sisters and every single one of them followed in my parents' footsteps. And mm. I was the only one that didn't, but I was still completely broken on the inside and didn't feel like I measured up and I wasn't good enough for anything. And, and uh, when God came in, he just gave me a purpose and a vision and said, it doesn't matter what your past is. I made you new. And so yes. that is why my faith gets first priority because without him, I would not be where I am today. Amen. I love that. It's, it's really uh, interesting that you share that. I didn't know that that was part of your testimony, but just today, because you said something just today, I, I put up, um, it doesn't matter what my past was. I am who God equips me to be. Right. And yeah. I, I think that fits so well. And it was something that God encouraged me with today. Um, and for me, it's because I feel a lot of the pressures of maybe expectations of family, of, of the world. And so I have to constantly root myself in, my, in the identity I have in Christ only and cast all those other things away. And so that's why I had put that up. Um, but yours fits that so well. And, and it's so important that we remember our, our pasts, our, you know, where we came from does not matter. Because when we come to God, we are made new. Yeah, and, absolutely. And he has purpose for us 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. And one thing that God showed me several years ago was, um, it's not me doing it anyway. It's him doing it through me. And so it doesn't even matter where, where I came from. It doesn't matter who I was before. He's the one that's doing it through me. So <laughs> yes, yes. That, that mindset is so important. Another one that I, you know, I try to root myself in every day. It's not you anyway, Vanessa. Like it's not you. It's Christ through you. Mm -hmm. That's so important. 
I, yeah. I totally agree with that. I love your ministry goal. Okay. You have a ministry goal of coaching 20 girls. Uh, and you know, hopefully in the near future, who knows <laughs> what that will be, but, uh, to have a camp for teens. So I personally would love you to share, you know, the source of that passion with us and just tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. So I kind of shared a little bit of my, about my past. And when I was 18, um, my senior year of high school, and I gave my life to the Lord that summer, I started working at a Christian camp. And at that Christian camp, there was a, a youth home for foster kids that would come over to the camp. And there was this group of girls from the foster home. And I was sitting under a group of trees. And one night I was out walking and I just went over and started talking to these teenage girls because they're not much younger than I was at the time. <laughs> and um, for the first time, I got to share with them what God had done through me and how I, I knew exactly where they were coming from because I didn't get put in foster a foster home, but um, I lived with a lot of the stuff that they lived with inside their homes. And um, you could see the light going on for the first time but then saying like, you mean, I don't have to be like this for the rest of my life. Like it can change. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I knew that, um, God just placed in my heart that teenagers were going to be my mission. And, um, and so teen girls, especially, uh, it just, it, it just, they they have my heart. <laughs> and, um, and so that is where my passion comes from. And mm-hmm. I want girls to know that it doesn't matter like we talked about what was what your past did, what you did um, in your past, what was done to you in your past. Mm-hmm. All that matters is what God has done for you and he can do incredible things for you. And so um, that's kind of where the passion lies. And then for the last 16 years, my husband and I have actually had the honor of uh, being youth leaders in a youth ministry. And so getting to, to help them and to see them grow and to learn one of the youth that I was really so close to, she just graduated this last year um, I guess a couple months ago. And, um, she was one that was just like I was when she came in, just broken and shy and hurting and, uh, got to watch her grow and blossom from sixth grade to 12th grade. And it's like, this is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's where my passion really lies. And then, um, the camp is all about discipleship. We want to take them from where they are and just help them to go out into the world and know how to conquer it with God. Yeah. yeah. That's really important. And I think, uh, you know, that that's definitely not, I know that I'm not called in that area just through different circumstances, but I love that you are because you're right. Like there's so much pain in so many of their, their teenage lives and what you're doing for them, we all need, right. But, but we all get to work in the places that God puts us and in the, the desires he puts in our heart. And I just think that's an extra blessing too, right? Like we all get to do, you know, get to be the hands and feet, but God carries us to different places. And, but that, the discipleship, when you said that, I'm like, oh, that's so good because I feel like discipleship is really, really lacking um, just overall. I mean, I feel like it's been lacking ever since I was a teenager, you know, it's, it's more, I hate to say it, but everything's been more religious based and not relationship, even though 
it might be said, oh, it's about relationship and not religion. I don't really see that modeled. And so discipleship for me is a huge thing too, because I'm like, you guys, we can't just say stuff. We have to show them what it looks like. We have to show them how, because they don't know. You know, like we, we've got to show them how to tear into the scriptures and fall on our knees before God daily and just commune with him and have him direct our paths and guide our hearts and not just say it in words, but like, know what that means and what it feels like. So that, I think that's amazing. I I'm just, I'm really excited that you, you have that. And you said you've been doing it for 16 years. Yes. Yeah. I was at the camp for four years and then we went into youth ministry for 16 after that. And is that at a church or? It is. Is that our church? Okay. Wow. That's really, that's really great. Yeah. Um, so you have a devotional. Yes. Right. For teen girls. Yes. And tell us about that. Actually, it's the discipleship portion that we were just talking about, how you were talking about that. That's really what it is. It's a discipleship. It helps teen girls to really know how to apply the word to their life. So like in real life situations, so they can take the word from just verses in the Bible to making it real in their lives every day. And it's, it's practical things, but it's also real life stories the stories from me or from people that I know. And, um, when we were teenagers and things that we went through and how to, how to combat those things, like how to combat the media and how it's like yes. constantly telling us who we are. And it's totally against what God says we are. And like, yes. how do we overcome those things and how do we take those next steps that we can grow and learn? And, and then at the end, it ends with like a, a call, pray the word. And it takes a Bible verse and it teaches you how to turn that into a prayer so that you can actually pray the word and stand on it um, to see it come to pass. Yes. Oh, that is, that is so, 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 so good. Uh, I, I'm all about practical application. That's, that's my jam. (laughs) Um, just because of what I had said, I, I feel like God really opened my eyes to this need for discipleship. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm always trying to cultivate that space. And I, I do, I, do you find that it's hard though? You find that it's hard to draw people into that? Not really, because not not whenever you you reach out to where they are and you help them to go to the next level. I don't I don't find that necessarily hard. Uh, what I find hard is the culture, like what you were saying. It's just so it's created such a surface level Christianity. Like mm-hmm. most people would ask me, and this is actually where the devotional concept even came from for me writing it, is they would ask me what devotionals would you recommend for my kids? And I would say none. <laughs> I'm like, get into the word of God and start like, yes. encourage them to get into the book of John and start there. And because yes. John understood how much God loved him. And so, um, so I would start there and then I, I just can't stand devotionals because they're so surface level. It's like one thing and you're done. And I'm like, all right, this is my Bible study for the day. Now I want you digging into the word. I want you to see what God says about you. And so that's where the whole concept of the devotional came from because I was like, I feel like it is like we're treating our, our teenagers or we're te- or even adults like yeah. we're two year olds. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't yeah. like that. I'm like, no, our a Bible study is connecting with God. It's not just checking off a list. It's yes. making sure that you're connecting with them every single day. God, what is it that you want for my life? How do I apply this to my life? 
and like really asking those deep questions. Yes, absolutely. And I do think um, it is the culture. It, we've grown so, oh, I, I say weak, and I don't think most see it. So that's what I mean by challenging, for me at least. Uh, I feel like it's challenging because I, I, I'm not even able to, uh, at least in the church realm, I'm not even ha- able to have these conversations with fellow Christians because it's so surface and, and they, they don't want it, you know, like, it's like, no, let's just leave everything as it is. I'm like, oh, and, um, and I think too, because we have, we have been infiltrated. We really have by the world and the ideas of the world and this tolerance thing is so, um, what is the right, like, it's so corrupted. Jesus did not, I've checked, I've been all over those gospels, okay? All over those, including John. John is my favorite gospel, okay? And uh, I have been studying the teachings of Jesus every single day for two years. I mean, I do other things too, but that's always like uh, my staple, I guess. Like, I'm always back in the gospels. Because I want to see what was Jesus doing? What, what was he really doing? What were the disciples doing? And I'm actually going to work on a piece about that. Like, what did the disciples preach? What was their message that Jesus gave them to send into the world, right? Because that's important. Because are we doing that? Why would it be different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesus was not tolerant of sin he was not accepting someone as they are to come into his arms is completely different than tolerating their sin that is breaking them down and destroying them no like that is a lie from the devil like it is so Mm -hmm. false and yet you know we're talking well we don't want to we don't want to discourage them from coming and we don't want to send them away. It's like, no, it's not about sending them the way. It's about speaking the truth and saying, yeah. this is harmful for you. This is harmful for your soul. And Jesus doesn't want you to do it anymore. He wants you to surrender it and lay it at his feet so that he can fill you up and make you new. You don't have to have this be a part of your life. Yeah. But, oh man, we have, we have strayed. We have strayed. As the church, we are so far away, I believe, right now. I'm not saying every single person, okay? But I'm saying the church as a whole in this nation has strayed so far. And we are are doing a disservice to God's people. Yeah, you go into most churches today, and unfortunately, they don't teach the word. No. And and that's sad. That's so sad to me. Like, you can go into a, a church and... You don't hear the Bible taught. It's an inspirational message and it's a great message and you feel good leading, but there's no truth. There's no, Mm. that foundation is not there. And that's why we're, as Christians, we're not as strong as we used to be. You look at the, the, you look at the Bible and 
Paul and Paul and Silas, you know, in prison and like the worst place where they possibly could be, you know, like where all the sewage is being dumped and it's disgusting. And <laughs> but they're yeah. singing praises and praising God. I mean, if we were in that situation, we'd probably be complaining and trying oh, yeah. to <laughs> like and we would be saying justice, justice, this is wrong, yeah. and you know, all this stuff. And I mean, look, look at the state of our world right now. I have never seen Christians more divided in my entire life. Now, mm-hmm. how can we be so divided if we're united in Christ? Well, the answer yes. is because we're not united in Christ. That's the yeah. truth. And I mean, it's not just right now. It's been happening and we've been, we've been desensitized to it and I'm not desensitized to it anymore. And so that's what I meant by like the struggle. Like I feel like it's hard. Um, I mean, I love when I get to have those conversations and meet people where they are. That is like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of barriers right now. There's a lot of walls up because like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I, I love teenagers because they haven't been set in their ways yet. They're, they're used to change and they're used to growth. And so like when somebody comes along and says, hey, look, there's a better way and you don't have to live with that pain and hurt anymore. They're like, okay, tell me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's why I love teenagers. I love, I love them because they're, they're if, as long as you believe in them enough, they will start to believe in themselves. And so, and then that's why I, I'm so passionate about teenagers. Cause I'm like, there's, they're the ones that honestly, anytime there's been a huge revival it started with the teenagers mm. anytime in the past, if you look back to it, it started with teenagers. And so I just love it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, that is really, that is really beautiful. And I'm glad I'm grateful for you opening my eyes to that. Um, Cause for me, I, I just have this like, Oh, well, you know, I don't really connect very well with them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of a thing. But now I'm like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I, I do need to start, um, you know, opening my eyes more, seeing if there's something that I can do some way I can connect. So thank you for that. <laughs> now, I want to know, uh, where can people get a copy of your devotional? Well, it's available on Amazon okay. and then it's also available. You can go to uncommonteen.com. That's the name of our, um, of our ministry is uncommon teen because mm-hmm. we're not common. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they can go there and uh, check it out. Um, the devotional on there too. So wonderful. So what's it called? Just so they know the name. It's called dare to be dare to be. Okay, yeah. good. I'll, I'll make sure that we have all the information in the notes too. Um, but how can we support you? Where can we stay connected with you? Well, we are on Instagram. Uh, and uh, so that's uncommon teen ministry is what it's under. And then um, also have a Facebook page where we kind of do some things more for parents. Um, it, the Instagram is more for teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you can connect with us. And then also from our website, uncommonteen.com, you can learn about the courses and the programs that we have coming up and it's exciting. <laughs> Wonderful. Wow. This is great. I, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.